So like, I mean, I do love- not covet your neighbor's ass. Also keep your ass at home when you're sick. <laughs> yeah. I- gonna leave that one alone. <laughs> Episode 155 of Pup Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft-brewed pint, a fine wine, or whatever happens to be in your glass. Catch new episodes weekly as the Reverend Shannon Meacham, Olgan Holder, and a special guest address and engage what's happening through a theological lens, usually with a good brew in hand. Today we welcome back the Reverend Leighton Williams. Leighton is a writer, a first place pub champion quiz. Forget it. I don't. I won't. I've <laughs> never. And a Peace USA minister. She is currently based in Charleston, South Carolina with her cat Gryffindor and serves at Sunrise Church on Sullivan's Island. She is also the author of Holy Disunity, What Separates Us Can Save Us. Welcome back, Leighton. Glad to be here. And you can show your love for Pub Theology Live by becoming a supporter on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash live to get started. See extended interviews, pre and post show shenanigans, and my apologies for those you subscribing. We are a few episodes behind because that's my responsibility. I was on vacation. I came back from vacation and between getting catch up with work, packing up a house to move, finding a new place to live, and all that stuff didn't happen. <laughs> I've been dropping the ball. I apologize. That being said. That being said, genuine swag is coming your way very soon. <laughs> there you go. That too. Hopefully we'll make up for it. And if you love what we're doing and want to join the conversation or you want to express your displeasure at the fact that we're like five episodes behind in the video (laughs) clips, you can do it on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram TV, YouTube. Use the hashtag PTLive. And before we go, so I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I don't do this often, but I actually listened to an episode that I wasn't on. Mm -hmm. As your recommendation, uh, the guest that, what, what's his name that was on when I wasn't there, the one with the millennials? That Our up. Eric Thomas. Yeah, what episode was that? That was 153. Or three or something. Yeah. Yes, listen to that. I was highly entertained. Um, I want to wane, and I think Leighton, you were guessing on that one too. So mm-hmm. we were talking about generations, and I realized I am textbooked, Gen X, mm-hmm. angst-ridden, and waiting to be impressed. <laughs> That's how I live my life. Always. There we go. That was a fun episode. Glad it was. It was a really fun episode. We commend it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so today we are talking about our perfect day. Greetings. Greetings. We're talking about greetings. greetings. <laughs> Don't jump ahead. Yeah, there you go. Greetings. Perfect day. Um, responses to the COVID-19. By the way, Derek got a call today that um, his thing on Saturday, the group that was supposed to meet with him, um, canceled. So we're calling it, they COVID canceled. <laughs> we're coining the phrase. Yeah, we'll trademark. COVID like canceled. South Southwest. Exactly. Um, the, a new Ten Commandments. Maybe we'll come up with some. Maybe we won't. And um, religious symbols. We're a little all over the place today, which feels it's like the world right now. So but it's also a lot par for course for us. We kind it of- is par for the course for us. Yeah. Um, hopefully, you pub theology theologies are meeting still. <laughs> if it's safe for you, if you feel that it's safe, and are being able to have these discussions. Hey, you know what? Alcohol is a disinfectant. It really is. Beer has alcohol, so I However, the shows did have to come out and announce that they are not <laughs> an effective method of preventing coronavirus. I, I read that and was like, yeah, I'm still going to do it. You know what? Like our president says, I got a hunch it's going to work, so. <laughs> I'm going to just drink it till I don't care. Exactly. See, this is why, like, I want to avoid the subject. <laughs> All right. So what are we drinking? Leighton, what are you drinking today? 
Uh, I'm double fisting today. Uh, I'm drinking, as far as beers go, I'm drinking Hopness Haze, which I actually think I was also drinking the last time I was on the show. Yeah. Because it is now the only beer left in my house. Um, and I am simultaneously drinking a Diet Coke because it's day two uh, after the time change and it is <laughs> rough. Yeah. Actually, we're not talking about the time change on the show. That's weird. <laughs> like we usually talk. Well, we about are now. <laughs> we are now. I, we are now. I've actually found this to be the least painful time change for a while since for a while. So it's you must surprising. Have just led a seven hundred person conference. For a I did not. I, th- I was going to say you may be having extrovert hangover as well. Which is so true. you know, that's at play. Um, Ogan, what are you drinking today? Um, I am in in a little bit still vacation mode and it is a balmy almost 70 degrees here in new england i actually took the motorcycle out today ready to try and sell it um and those cheap skates at the place only wanted to give me 500 bucks for it i'm like no i'm walking away and by the time i hit the motorcycle he's like he jumped the price from like 500 to 900 i'm like what are y'all y'all like the worst negotiators ever (laughs) seriously <laughs> come Whatever. on anyways so also because i'm packing and busy doing that i say that too because i forget all my usual routine stuff so i have no bear in the house i found pineapple coconut water oh wow and this big ass bottle of captain morgan's spice <laughs> rum so they're going in a copper mug together is this a combo you've done before no okay this is the first time i've mixed mixed these together oh, I and i have to say it's not good. It's not I, good. Yeah, I when as as you were describing, I was like, I just can't see that as being tasty. <laughs> I mean, I've I've had coconut flavored rum, you know. Sure, no, that's completely different. Foodie drinks. What could go wrong by adding Captain Morgan Sprite rum? There's Apparently, like, everything. It's not, everything. Anyway, it's not good. Yeah, it's not good. But that's not going to stop me from drinking it. Um, how about you? What are you drinking? So I am drinking a little something, something. Um, oh, that's a great beer. It's a Lagunitas. great beer. Um, Lagunitas Brewing, um, little little something something male. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm. It's a special ale. Is kind of like its own thing. It's got a lot of wheat. It's rich with hops, and it finishes dry. Mm-hmm. We've watched with some amusement as the beer mumblers argue how to classify it, but we clamp up with. Jaffe Ryder, and he declares to Ray Smith that comparisons are odious. Well, whatever. Give us a call. And then it has their number. <laughs> there right. you go. So, I'm, not a, I'm not a big hoppy beer person. But this isn't a hot. That's the was, thing. I was going to say, oh, sorry. that one I can handle. That yeah. One, that one. So this I, is I one of the like. few IPAs that I like actually drink regularly. Yeah, um, I, I can handle that one. Where do y'all stand? We we kind of touched on this last week, not really, but you know, more and more craft beer manufacturers are coming out on their cans and bottles with a storyline. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm, I'm totally, where y'all land on this? I love it absolutely. I like it too. There's a. I was at this food and wine festival yesterday and Saturday actually. Um, got in for free because I was helping my brother's restaurant do stuff. But um, and then I got to wander wander around and drink for free afterwards. And uh, of course there were a ton of breweries. And I just discovered this. I guess it's not that new, but new to me. One in Florence, South Carolina, which is where my dad is from, tiny town, and they have one called Seminar. And I was like, that's a weird name for a brewing company. And my brother told me. It was a bunch of professors from Francis Marion College nice. who started this brewery together. So it's like, oh, I'm going to be late working on this new seminar <laughs> to their wives or, or husbands right. or whatever. And I'm like, see, I love I love That's that. That's amazing. Right? So yeah. I like a good story. So um, I am drinking, I just want to say, out of my Game of Thrones um, nice. glass because of Max von, how do you say his last name? Sidon? Sido? Snydow-Snydow-Snydow-Snydow-Snydow-Snydow-Snydow-Snydow-Snydow-Snydow-Snydow-Snydow-Snydow-Snydow-Snydow-Snydow-Snydow-Snydow-Snydow-Snydow-
you know, I usually actually drink out of Star Wars glasses here, but I grabbed my Game of Thrones mug because of him. Oh, well, cheers glass. to him. Yeah. Cheers well, to know, him. His exorcist. That's I mean, that. Uh, yeah, the exorcist. Exactly. That's the main one I know him from. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I did not know this. Well, I don't have an exorcist cup, so. <laughs> Yeah, that He's probably in, wouldn't be very trustworthy. What was he in Star Wars? He was in. He was in the opening scene of The Force Awakens. He gives the map to um, uh, Oscar Isaac. Um, oh, that's right. That's right. Oh. right. He was at the village. Oh, yeah, thank okay. you. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. I really need my vitamins checked. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So he <laughs> he gives he gives that to him so that um, anyway whatever. And then he gotcha, gets gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. killed. And then he gets killed almost it, immediately. I just found it odd. So there's he's the one that has the great line of like, you cannot forget who is your family, you know, like whatever. So he was in that movie for, I guess, all of five minutes. But uh, yeah, if that, yeah. But the head, the headline of Fox News, Max Bond set out star of The Exorcist, Game of Thrones and Star Wars. Then a 90, like Star Wars. Mm -hmm. He's like, not a star of Star Wars. He was no. in a cameo of Star Wars. Basically. No. Well, I wouldn't even call it a cameo, but like, That's you know, what I'm saying. Anyway, I'm like, so the headline. now yeah. that I've cracked my beer open, <laughs> okay, which is I, I want to move to the first question because the first thing I thought of is when it's the first question is what does your ideal day look like? It's like cracking a beer open. It's definitely part of my ideal day. Yeah. Um, so what does your ideal day look like and how often do you get to enjoy a day like that? I feel like Brian needs some time off. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he actually said that on Twitter today. Somebody was like, somebody famous said, "Can we move up the elections to like tomorrow?" And he right. was like, "That'd be great. Might free up my schedule a little bit." Mm. So totally. he's feeling it. Oh, I think. No. Um. So I will say, I mean, there. You know, I think there are variations on the theme of my ideal day, but certainly um, a key ingredient is. Uh, going to Folly Beach, which is six miles from my house. Um, and so that's pretty cool. Uh, and I would say an ideal day for me starts with getting a good night's sleep, which doesn't seem to happen very often. So I really relish those mornings when I wake up and I feel rested. Um, and then, I don't know, maybe some good yen yoga and then and like slow coffee drinking. Slow uh, coffee drinking is the top. It's the first thing I had. But that's a necessary part of every day for me. Um, and then, yes, time at the beach, either with friends or by myself with a book um, or with my boyfriend or family. And then an evening of trivia, definitely. As, as good, good, good of you to remember to mention him. <laughs> like you were going down that list. I was like, where is he, where is he going to come in there? Where is he going to come? Ah, solid, solid fifth. That's good. That's good. Just, just check in. So. Um, Ogan, do you have, you know, perfect ideal days? Um, so honestly, it it involves um, sort of the, what Leighton was opening with, a late wake up. So nice long sleep. Mm -hmm. um, I got to go, I got to go lift at the gym because that, that is, that is sort of my meditation and therapy. And some either TV or movie watching and some reading and yes beer two or three and dinner a dinner that that lands solidly between healthy and crap like a nice somewhere in between there right you can land like, between there so like you know a bacon cheeseburger but with sweet potato fries you know that kind of combination i got you yes and usually that's how my fridays look so, is it is it so you get that you feel like you get that I, I get I get a pretty decent variation of that on Fridays. Fridays and Saturdays are my off days, but you know, as as clergy our work's never really done and off days are kind of a you know right a unicorn. Cause when a lot of times when we're off is when all our other like volunteers and people at church are also off to catch up with the church stuff so then they're texting you and messaging right you and exactly you and all that sort of stuff yeah so, i've often so thought what yeah. i've taught people is that friday friday is i'm not getting back unless you're dying i'm not getting back to you on friday right friday's my day i've also made myself even if it's friday and i haven't written my talk yet for some mm -hmm. reason because the week got away from me i'm not gonna do it 
So Friday is wake up, gym, go to the go to the movie, get get uh, go to the movie, um, come home, whatever. But I make myself do nothing on Fridays more yeah. often than not. A true down day, and maybe Saturday pick some things up. But but yeah, that's 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 my day, and it usually doesn't involve other people. You know, Friday that's night, interesting because I was. Out. <laughs> Yeah, I was distracted by my microphone when I was talking, but I I will say, you know, I like for a perfect day to involve either seeing friends or my boyfriend or my yeah. family, but it also needs to have a significant chunk of like nobody bothering me. That is yeah. like, otherwise I won't feel rested or I have to have a day immediately afterwards that doesn't involve. Yeah, my my day, my ideal day so first off, there's like some checklists for my ideal day that like, I have to wake up for the cup of coffee, which I do every morning and I drink it slowly um, because I, I have no other choice. <laughs> <laughs> the second, like the, the, the difference between like, I need to get going and I get to relax is what my second cup of coffee looks like. Like, is it in the car on the way to somewhere or do I get to sit and sip a second cup of coffee slowly and deliciously um it's it's going to involve some sort of big breakfast that's like my mm. favorite kind of perfect day thing um somewhere there will be sex whether it's morning or evening like that will be part of my my ideal day and and I think that's just honest like that's <laughs> just a good day there that's part of it and um so today ogan we're having a day i guess this eastern our upper eastern seaboard is having beauty today um it was like 72 74 i got to actually go outside and is it sunny it's sunny mm -hmm. it's like it the is, same here yeah it is sunny it is warm and it feels genuinely like the greatest blessing ever right now. I thought that sentence was going to go, you know, Ogun, just so you know, today's our sex day. <laughs> it was like, I have to say, right? it was Sorry. a strangely timed pivot. <laughs> right? I thought that's where this was going. I thought I was done with the sex part and I was moving on. <laughs> we needed like a transition. <laughs> okay, my bad. I just want to name that. I'm sorry. I don't no, no. think that, uh, that should be hidden as I like, agree. hey, that's something that's part of a great day is like, you know. It, it, anyway. it is it is it just part, is part of why i think i didn't mention that because it's mm, if i'm doing it correctly dependent on another's participation and yes. i don't i don't i don't you know yeah. and if the other isn't participating or up for it then it's kind of disappointed so i'm 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 sometimes I'm quite sharing, literally hey there you go i'm <laughs> sharing stuff that i am a hundred percent in control of okay so i'm not let down that's, That's a good point. Saying. I I will say by way of example of my thing. Also, I have to tell you, Shannon, that now I'm like actually my initial reaction to you saying that. I think it's a great thing to name, and I thought, I don't know what it says about me that that didn't even cross my <laughs> mind. I don't know, but I'm going to talk to my therapist about it tomorrow. <laughs> no, I don't listen. Like, not everybody has to be a 13 year old boy like I am, really? but you know, no, it doesn't have to be. I just like. First off, I got to go last, right? So I got to, you got to name all the things and I got to go, oh, those are great. What else do I want? And so, you know, two, that would be sound great. But that was the first thing I thought of was like, oh, my perfect day will include sex. Um, yeah. But I don't know, maybe that's TMI for people. And if you're listening and that bothers you, I'm really sorry. Um, but, you know, I just but don't. Also, let's, let's, let's be clear. Sometimes, sometimes it takes absolutely zero work and effort for the sex to happen. Sometimes. Mm -hmm. The conditions have got to be, you know, exactly in the right place right. that sometimes it, it can be a degree of effort to get there. Well, yeah. and so and we're talking about an ideal not, day, right? An ideal day. So in an ideal day, it would be effortless. Effortless sex. Effortless. I mean, good, but effortless. You Definitely know. good. That's <laughs> like, a, that's... It's part of the ideal day for me. There, there you it's, go. In, in in another, you know, sense, part right. of my ideal day is for it to be nice and sunny and warm. I'm adding it to my list. <laughs> and Effortless sex <laughs> on a warm, sunny day. <laughs> on a warm, sunny day. Not necessarily like in the warm sun, but 
you know. <laughs> kind of depends. Hey. Kind of depends. Depends on how much privacy you have. Um, I do not have that much privacy. Um, but anyway, so I think so. No chores, no work. Yeah. You know, um, I I would be very happy sitting outside on our patio drinking a beer. Um, I would be mm-hmm. happy um, doing s- stuff like. If, if it meant that, you know, like if I was working outside or I was doing something that I enjoyed, um, I don't know. I, I don't want to have to sit around and do nothing on my perfect day. Like that's not a requirement, but it would end with some kind of gathering of friends, like mm-hmm. either out at a bar or people over to my house or like, gotcha. that's always a good day for me. Um, I do have to say that our, our days together when I come up and visit, are, are up there for me in terms of all of those. I don't get as much alone time, but you guys do give me my own room, which is much appreciated. And we, you know, we have brunch drinks and we have deep conversations and then morning turns into afternoon and then evening and we have dinner and we sit around the fire and we drink more and we stay up too late and we watch Star Wars. Right. All with like some ooh, of my favorite ooh. people. You should come up nice. the weekend. I'm going to be there. You should come up the weekend. Uh, when, when am I going to be there? NMA, the first NMA. weekend in May. The last weekend in May. The last weekend in May. Last weekend in May. <laughs> Noted. Last weekend. I will At- check my calendar. Check your calendar. I'm gonna be there. There's rumors of us actually doing a live show. Yeah, we're talking about a Friday, so it wouldn't yeah. it wouldn't affect a okay. Sunday. So, yeah. but yeah, so I I feel we've we've had this conversation a lot, but you know, one of the things that this doesn't necessarily have to do with my perfect day, but like part of that though is that we have tr- tried. Um, to create this house that like ends with gatherings, you know, that, that where the day has people are comfortable in our home and, and, you know, you get to be you and um, the outside world kind of gets shut out. Mm -hmm. And so for me that, so my ideal day, even if all of those factors that I just said are required, doesn't happen. I have a house in which I feel at home in. Mm-hmm. And so that to me is a requirement for an ideal day that I am relaxed, that I am comfortable, that I am around people or not around people. Right. But when I am around people that, that there are people where I don't have to, all pretense is gone. All I can say or do whatever I want. hundred percent mm-hmm. um, off the clock. Exactly. Yes. And people think I'm that way outside because like stuff flies out of my mouth and I'm like, oh, you have no idea how strained <laughs> I am at this moment. Yeah. yeah, I hear that. So, you know, but at, at home, I don't have to any of it, right? It all goes right. away and I'm just completely at home and relaxed. And that is part of my ideal day. Those are requirements for it. So, 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 so uh, has the segue into the other question, has this new coronavirus mm-hmm. uh, upswing influence you guys' choices to gather with friends and gather with people it hasn't in any way um now we we don't entertain as much in the winter to be honest so we're just now starting to come out of <laughs> bless you um oh god layton has it no <laughs> it's it's all right. See, that's it's the thing. Right. This is all coinciding. We're on, we're on Zoom. It's not coming through the interwebs. We're good. We're good. This is all coinciding with allergy season. And every time I sneeze yes. and everybody looks at me and I'm like, it's just allergies, guys. Yes. Um, anyway, but um, yeah, so so we're we're about to open the house up. But, you know, Derek and I have just kind of where we are with it. Um, like, so the the question let me let me read the question and then i'll kind of go in a little further so what changes has your church or faith community made in response to the coronavirus what about your work setting and what is your preferred way to greet someone without changing hands so you're kind shaking of adding hands. that to shaking hands, not shaking shaking, hands. sorry whatever <laughs> i prefer the old english Shake like curtsy hands. and bowing that's my hands. preferred method <laughs> um tip the hat tip of the hat um, no, we, I mean, we haven't, but we, we were not really, we weren't really planning a gathering necessarily either, yeah. but if, mm. if we were right now, I wouldn't cancel it, but, right. um, we have five confirmed cases in Maryland. Um, three of them were members of a same traveling group that are in Montgomery County in quarantine. There were two more yesterday confirmed. Um, and it's not that I don't believe that this is going to get worse it's just that like 
I don't, I don't feel like it's necessary at this moment to change my life besides the precautions, right? The washing hands, the, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Um, I will say that we, we suspend the peace, the passing of the peace during Lent anyway. Hmm. So in that part, it was kind of good timing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because we, so the, the passing of the peace in our worship service comes so we have a confession of faith. We do a corporate confession in our um, tradition, which means that everybody confesses one, one the same paragraph kind of together. Then there's some time of silence. Um, then there's an, what we call an assurance of pardon um, because we have already been forgiven. But so that's a, a moment of reassurance, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then we pass the peace as signs of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. So during the season of Lent, there is no assurance of pardon, not because it doesn't exist, but because just for this time, we have suspended that. So there's also no yeah. peace. Yeah, I like to leave people in doubt for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. For a few <laughs> weeks. For a few weeks. It's, it's actually to That's make harsh. us feel a little uncomfortable. That's harsh. You know? It's yeah. a really mm-hmm. nice practice, like I have to say. I might not go to church during that time if I was coming to that church. I'm like, I want my assurance, damn it. <laughs> um, not, not going in. So, so we have church. changed our practices quite a bit, or a little bit, but that was <laughs> happening anyway. Um, I, we do send, um, we do pick up people from a nearby nursing home. Um, mm-hmm. We don't call them that anymore. Senior assisted living facility. Sure. Um, nursing home. They call it a nursing home, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, but anyway, they've said, we're going to stop coming for a while. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? I get that. Like, you have everything you need in your community. Like, right now, when you're 93 and have respiratory issues or whatever, like, yeah. it's the smart thing to do to stay home. So I get that. Yeah. But church people, our church people weren't freaking out. I am. Um, yeah, I mean, my church, <clears throat> I didn't actually make the decision. I think my head of staff made the call, but he said what I would have said, which is just following the recommendation to not touch while we're passing the piece or whatever else after the service. Um, and per the last question about my preferred form of greeting other than shaking hands. Well, honestly, coronavirus notwithstanding, it's hugging, but <laughs> right. So apparently, I didn't know I was saying something novel, but I taught my congregation about air hugs this Sunday because I was like, you know, when you greet each other, you can just wave or do the peace sign or air hug. And then I got a comment from one of my uh, members who was watching online and he was like, that was new for us, sending you air hugs from (laughs) out of town. I was like, oh, okay. Um, But I also have to say that uh, one of my church members mentioned to me kind of half jokingly, but it's actually a good point. He was like, we keep telling everybody to bump elbows and we also keep telling everybody to to sneeze into their elbows. (laughs) He's like, that's a terrible idea. So I, I very intentionally did not say that in my uh, list of suggested alternatives, but um, yeah, I don't know. We're not elbow bumping the same part we cough into. It's yeah, but I mean, you're shrinking the distance. Like (laughs) that's true. I, I don't know. So I, I actually think a side hug is like a side hug's fine. You're not touching skin <laughs> to skin. You're not breathe like it's not like a regular hug where you're face to face. Like yeah, just side hug. You know, Maybe I don't know. Waving. Last Sunday, it never occurred to me to say anything about it, and one of my board members was kind of like, and it was the first Sunday back from vacation. And they were like, "How could you?" How could you just have them do the normal thing? Don't you know there's a virus going around? Start freaking out. So they were like, this Sunday, make a public service announcement mm. about it. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is unity. We are like, people get offended and take it personally if you don't hug them. Like, what am I supposed to like? Say right. to it's hard. But, you know, so I, I did well, the same thing with the, I said, you know, yeah. we, we call it the namaste. I said, like this time, maybe just actually namaste. But, mm-hmm. you know, ear hugs, you know, mm-hmm. if you want to bump elbows, do that. If you are up for the regular hugging, say to someone, I'll take a hug. But if I'm they don't want to hug you, be yeah. okay with that. It's actually a really good opportunity to talk about that. Yeah. So, like, I'm a hugger. Like, that is my natural way of greeting people, even people I don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean... Like we've never met before. I'm like, hey, and like, they're like, oh my god. 
and, and I've learned, right. Like I've, I've done some, my, some of my own learning, um, in that process, but that, that you know, doesn't work for everyone. <laughs> it doesn't, that, that doesn't work for everyone. And, and to be honest, like if somebody did that to me, I'd be like, what the hell? Like, you know, but that's just, right. Like that's just kind of, so, so basically what this coronavirus is alerting us to the fact that the kind of standards and practices we should have had in place anyways, <laughs> exactly. You know, washing your hands. A lot. Well, I said that during my sermon. I was like, by the way, I just have to pause. Were we not washing our hands before? Exactly. And I was like, wait, wait, I really don't want to know. Please don't. Exactly. And in churches too, when we greet each other, if somebody doesn't want a hug, don't make them feel bad for not wanting a hug. Right. Like right. this is standard practice. Should and that should be, be a standard practice, right? <laughs> and, and, you know, we have a, we have a woman in our congregation who I adore, who is extremely introverted you know Mm -hmm. and our our peace goes on for a long time because we just love each other you know and and that's great but we've also had to learn at like if you're not comfortable participating it's making you more and more uncomfortable that this is going on for five minutes Mm -hmm. you know um and so we've actually had to learn to like curb that to be more hospitable, you know, and that not everybody wants hugs and not everybody even wants handshakes and, you know, things like that. So, well, and I think <clears throat> I have to say that um, one thing that has frustrated me, I mean, I haven't kind of, I haven't really figured out where I land on all of this personally and like how I feel about it. It's, it's becoming increasingly clear to me that it is going to be disruptive um, with the canceling of South by Southwest and festival mm-hmm. of faith and writing and all these things. Um, but, you know, Seattle is, they're saying, will be the epicenter for the U.S. And uh, just this past week, I was with a colleague who uh, helps head the presbytery out there. And she was right. describing, like, they have members of some of their churches who've been diagnosed. And, um, and so they released a statement uh, a couple, like, maybe Saturday. Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and they were weighing that choice when I saw them about whether or not to recommend that churches cancel Mm-hmm. services for the foreseeable future and in the end they did recommend that and it got shared on you know a national presbyterian publication and i just like knew that this would happen and then there's just you know a few comments it wasn't like an onslaught but a few comments that are like you know that's so faithless and like if, if we're really committed to the gospel we shouldn't be afraid and we should still be gathering no matter what and it's like you know i understand that that I can empathize with that thought process too. Like, I think I want us to never be afraid to worship, but it's like, I don't think shaming people for trying to figure out how to navigate this like unwieldy thing, especially Mm -hmm. when they have other people's well being that they have to be responsible for. Like somebody made the point and I thought this was a good one. Like, there are people who have been taught their whole lives to go to church no matter what, even if they are at risk, even if they are immunocompromised. And if you have your church open, they will go and put themselves and other people at risk. So choosing to be the person that makes that hard choice is a tough responsibility. And I just think, you know, as with so many things in the world these days, I wish that we were more inclined toward grace for one another. Um, and the difficult nuances of our given context. I mean, we're, we're a connectional church and I, and I both appreciated the difficulty that led to that, that decision to, Mm -hmm. as for a whole presbytery to say, this is what we're recommending because it is Seattle is ground zero, right? It, it really is. Um, I also am, you know, also finding that of going, it's really up for each individual church. I mean, of course they didn't come in and say, you will like right. close, we're recommending that you close. So like, that's better. Um, you know, I, I, I think having both options, you know, a lot of my friends were like live streaming and, you know, things like mm-hmm. that in Seattle and being able to say, and I think this is where I would go if, um, it was recommended to us that we did not have worship. Like I would show up, I would probably ask my musicians to show up if they are comfortable Mm -hmm. and we're going to have worship. And if you are comfortable showing up, we're here, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, I'm, I'm on like admittedly, and this, this is going to sound terrible that a few weeks ago when it first came out and they were like, quarantine yourself and blah, 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 blah. And, 
um, the memes all went up of like introverts, like I've waited my whole life, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and I, and like, sometimes I just get really tired and overwhelmed. Right. And I was like, Oh my God, that would be amazing. If I could just work from home, I'll just do a video sermon and throw it up once a week and it'd be great. And, you know, but that's not right. Like the thing I love most about besides the faith part, honestly, um, there's the faith part and then there's the community mm-hmm. and to actually ask people to suspend community. Mm-hmm. Like that's hard. It, that's it is, real it is hard. hard. It is hard for me. It's not a question of if it's a question of when mm-hmm. and, um, and also, See, I'm not there yet, but you're, you're no. probably right, but I haven't mentally. Right. right. Yeah. But, but also I'm not panicked because it's not right. like you get it, you die. Right. Like, again, like the flu, right. it's, and it's not Ebola already who are health compromised <laughs> or the elderly who, who have weakened immune systems. Those are the ones more susceptible again, like the tens of thousands who die from the flu every year. I get right. it. It's going to be a miserable two weeks for me, but you know, 99% chance I, and I, I wasn't like, I remember at, at church this Sunday going like me giving this PSA is ridiculous. Everything. All right. But honestly, by the time the 25th person came through the receiving line who was like, ah, forget that handshake. We're hugging and they all over me. I'm just like, oh my God. I am like, so I gonna, need to shower. I am so going <laughs> to get so this. Gonna get it. No How, where's the hand? Can I rub hand sanitizer all over? And of course, no hand sanitizer can be found in any store anywhere exactly. at this point in time. So I'm like, you know what? There... Let, me just, let me just get this and get it over with. One of my best friends said, I want to get it now while it's sort of still novel so people will really take care of me <laughs> if I get it down the road when everybody else has it. Nobody's taking care of me. You ain't gonna pay attention to me anymore. Oh, you got that? That's so last week. When, because yeah. I'm like, everybody's like, oh, I'm stockpiling. And I'm like, I'll just have food delivered. And I'm like, but if we're all out with it and there's no food to be delivered. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had time to do any. I mean, you know, again, I don't really know where I fall, but I, I as I mentioned, I was helping run this 600 person uh, gathering last week, which by the way, had it been a week later, we probably would have been pressured to cancel it so that's interesting um mm-hmm. but and so I was getting all these warnings about like stockpiling stuff and I wasn't sure how serious to take it and honestly I've had zero time and now it's like well there isn't anything anywhere so I'm just kind of riding it out that that to me is and and again I could be completely wrong like that to me is a step too far right now mm-hmm. like that's a step farther than I am at least I am. here I mean we're all pretty far well I was gonna say if I was in Seattle I think that would, or Los Angeles even, right? Like, yeah. I, I think that would be a different story. Yeah. Um, well, I think we're going to be talking about this a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, Might as well. I, I, and I don't know, and I'll, I'll admit this part too. I just kind of want to name this too. Like, in this, I think that this virus is such a good example of what has happened with this fake news versus real news versus right like it's not that i believe that any of this is a hoax that is not what i believe i just don't know what to believe right um and i actually have an i have a prisoner that used to work for the cdc now works at johns hopkins and infectious diseases so my information like i have literally a text message away hey what should I be doing here? And the only thing she recommended is to suspend the piece right now. She says, you know, I think that's smart. That's all I'm going to say. Um, she's not working directly with the virus. She's working on another virus, but um, they get daily updates. And her boss was on 60 Minutes last night talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's that aspect as well of, but she actually, so I'll give this as a PSA. She's telling me, look to the World Health Organization right yeah. now for information because um, because we don't know what, and I'm not trying to be conspiracy theorist about this, but we don't know what um, this administration is suppressing. And right. so the World Health Organization is a completely independent organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there may be plenty of issues with the World Health Organization, but it's a better reference right now for what, what we should be doing. Or yeah. if you want to be totally optimistic, listen to this administration. Because it's going to get warm, <laughs> get warm soon and that'll be the end of it. Well, yeah. the article I read today was that, so there was a Missouri man that was a um, confirmed case. 
and he went to his daughter's father-daughter dance instead of being quarantined. I saw this. Yeah. It's a hoax and you know, whatever. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. So anyway. I see a bit of that range within my own family, but right. my brother-in-law is a hospitalist. And so he's like, he's not worried, um, but he is sort of like sifting through information and delivering. Um, and so I mostly hope that my family members um, will trust him, although he is progressive. So maybe they won't. <laughs> yeah. So again, treat this standard, same standards and practices as always. If you come down with something, keep your ass at home. Right. right. Don't make other people sick. Like, right. we, we. So is that no the first of the new Ten we, Commandments? Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Here's a new Ten Commandment. Do the ones that we had all along. <laughs> Do the ones that we had all along. Um, give employees true sick time um, oh so that they can stay away when they're, you know, genuinely sick. And um, when you are sick, keep your ass at home. I think that's a great commandment. When you yeah. are sick, keep your ass at home. That's one I'm... It, it takes all in me. So like, I mean, do I love... not covet your neighbor's ass. Also keep your ass at home when you're sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gonna leave that one alone. <laughs> many ways to go with that too many ways i you know I, I i you know to your point about people for whom spiritual community is the hub of their other people connection mm -hmm. when they're not well and they come to church but then go like don't hug me or shake my hand i'm sick yeah. that you know in my brain i'm like one sure thank you for telling us that but you mm -hmm. do realize just by being here and breathing the same air, it's probably too late already. This is like but, a might have stayed home sort of thing. Unless but I will, I will say as a pastor, that is, I can stay home almost. I mean, not because we only work on Sundays, but like every other day of the week, I can basically stay home and work from home, you know? Mm -hmm. So I did get the flu this year and I got it on a Saturday night. Like I had, I mean, literally I was at a wedding and like, at the at the reception like went downhill mm -hmm. and i was like i'm i mean started by the time we drove home i could barely get out of the car like that's how fast it hit mm -hmm. and um the next i was like derek you have to do church i can't like yeah. i can't you know um and there was no there was no question about it right, right. Yeah. but a week later i was better right i didn't have a fever and i would had tamiflu and you know, the whole thing. And I showed up to worship and I made it through the service, but like, it was not good yeah. at all. And, and it's that shift of like, it's hard to know. Like when I get sick, I often like, especially on a Saturday or Friday or Saturday, I'm like, give me the, give me the, make it be bad enough for to give a clear answer right <laughs> so you know ogan you're in boston i was in upstate new york like snow was nothing to these people but i was like right. make it so clear that exactly. the answer is a given exactly and, and have, that's can't the part half-ass this <laughs> you cannot half-ass this like you have to that's decide true. one or the, the other <sighs> so when it's those wishy-washies like oh it could be 10 inches of snow it could be nothing like i'm like oh just one or the other you know mm -hmm. So the question is, so moving fully on to the next question, <laughs> I don't know that we're going to get to the last one. So do you have a preference? <laughs> Let, let's do the, yeah, let's just keep going. Let's okay. do this. So if there were, um, if God were to issue a new list of 10 commandments, what do you, what do you think should be on it? Um, I have strong feelings that if God were making the 10 commandments today, uh, don't be an asshole on the internet would be up oh. there. I got, I got one. Uh, stop taking me literally. Mm, God, oh, you mean God. like, yeah, God, God <laughs> saying. That's a good point. Stop taking me literally. Um, some responses from Facebook. Yes. Katie, thou shalt not reply all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to get behind that one. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Especially when the email says, email me. <laughs> yeah. Like, please respond to me only, blah, blah, blah. Emily says, thou shalt not kill. Oh, wait. Uh, <laughs> Marin, you may have to hold your nose, but you have to vote. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, uh, Marcia, the original Ten Commandments covers everything we need to know. And some of the New Testament, love God and love your neighbor. 
So mm-hmm. she's anti new commandments. Anti new commandments. Anti new commandments. But I mean, you, you know, right. listen, I hear you. Wash your hands. Uh, also, says. thought exercise. Wash your hands. <laughs> wash your hands. There you go. Yes. Wash your hands. Keep um, calm and wash your one hands. One of my new commandments let girls run the world, like for real. Yeah. I think we would be better at it at oh, this we point. Would, we would be so much better off. Or, they have a great song about that on their They head. do have a good song. Although they're, 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 the one uh, line in it that I have issue with is like, it's the the world is now run by, like it's now. Right. And I'm like, okay, we're really not there yet. And I you're need you to there. recognize that. It's like they started writing it before the 2016 election. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, there's a new study out actually um, that 90% of people are still prejudiced against women. By oh, the way, by the way, R.I.P. Elizabeth Warren. Like I oh, legit, yeah. like I'm watching Super Tuesday, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I don't. Well, home state here in Massachusetts. So I'm I know like, that Leighton and I have had this discussion, but like we must be friends. I know I must be friends with the, all the 12 percent of the people that voted for her. Like, yeah. because everybody in my circle, this is this showed me just how closed my circle was. Yeah. Everybody on my circle was like pro Warren. And and I think she really spoke to religious progressives or spiritual progressives, you know. Yeah. I think she really spoke to us. It showed me two things. One, how scared people really are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And two, we would always rather be against than before. So so mm-hmm. for a lot of folks, it's we have to elect somebody that can who we think can beat Trump. So it's all about being against Trump. That electable question, I want to smack people with like, that. What the hell? As and I am, to, I am right. well, mostly because we don't pacifist. know the no, answers. We don't, we, don't, <laughs> we don't know who's really electable. Well, right. And I'm sorry, she showed she showed that she could handle anybody, right? Exactly. Like she, anyway, yeah. I, I would love to talk about this. I just don't know. If New we, Ten Commandments, thou shalt <laughs> not be fearful and misogynist. Exactly. Well, I was going to say, I mean, <laughs> thou shalt not promote the patriarchy. <laughs> there you go. My comment about don't be an asshole on the internet is, is, I mean, there's been plenty of evidence for that needing to be a commandment for a long time, but has been related to what the internet has looked like in recent weeks and especially in this past week. And I think part of it too, for me is like, to the commenter who was like, everything's covered in the original 10. I'm like, I actually believe that too. No, and I so too. like, yeah. we just need some additional like specificity because people are constantly making themselves exceptions to particular rules. Right. And I'm like, we just make one that's like, don't see yourself as the exception. Like, no, it's not true that everybody else has to tell the truth and not use people and be kind, but you get to be an exploitative dickwad. Sorry. I've (laughs) had a week on the internet and (laughs) I just like, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get how, especially people well, who faith get away with treating each other the way they do. And to me, so that's the other thing, right? Is like the 10 commandments actually, they name a few sins, right? Mm-hmm. And yet people grab onto those sins as if they're the only one, like, like I am a jealous God and you shall not have any other gods before me. Like, idolatry are the first three commandments right like and and we don't talk about idolatry enough but we want to talk about well you've you know you you've committed murder we don't care about the circumstances you're out you've had an affair we don't want to talk about the circumstances you're out right because it was somehow explicitly named but coveting thy neighbor's like goods and wife and service i mean the wife is about property right it's not about necessarily the female form it's it's you know what you've gotten what your neighbor has gotten keeping up with the joneses keeping up with the joneses and those we we like we let those fall to the wayside right and we now listen taking another life is nothing to be you know um there's a word i'm looking for but you know taken lightly taken lightly sure like right like exactly But, but we don't focus enough on the things that we all commit in terms of sin, if you want to talk about it that way. I mean, minute by minute, if you will, right? And that's why we, well, I mean, you're, you're saying it, um, that idolatry thing is so obvious and so subtle and so prevalent 
that if we were to actually follow it, we would have to upend our lives. Right. So, yeah. And like me too, right? Like like, I would have to upend my life. Let's just go look what's over there. Not killing, no adultery, you know, point to those. Right. (laughs) Because these these first three are too hard. These first three are too hard. Like loving God and all of that. And it's too hard. Too hard. All right. Let's do the last one real quick. Um, So does your church use a cross or the crucifix? What does the difference suggest about your faith? And then we'll keep going. Pause. So Leighton and I are Presbyterian and we use a cross. Yep. We do not use. So the difference is the cross is without Jesus. The crucifix is the cross with Jesus hung on it. That's the difference. That's the difference. So Ogan, do you guys use that symbol? We are all over the place in unity. So unity, all the churches are autonomous. Mm-hmm. And and we range from from looking like a very familiar Christian setting with crosses. Okay. I remember um, when I first got ordained and I was traveling all over the country speaking to different churches. I walked into one church where like you know the splash screen on PowerPoint when there's nothing up there is like big image of Jesus with the you know waters of life flowing out of the nail prints in his hand and I'm like mm. whoa this is like you know this is really hard. That's major. Music. Right. <laughs> You know, so you got that on one end and you got the other end where they don't even want to put church in the title of who they are. They're a Mm. a center, a spiritual center, and Mm -hmm. there's no crosses, no nothing, no resemblance. So we're all over the place. But in unity, we do we do have this metaphysical interpretation of what the cross means, which is, you know, the, the cross represents the intersection of our divinity and our humanity. And that's what it represents. But but. Yeah, it's it's not a it's not a thing that has to be in a unity church and often is not. Yeah, I have mixed feelings about um I mean I don't necessarily think we shouldn't have the cross as a symbol. Um but I think the history of it is telling. I mean that previously the symbol had been a fish and like right. I am So let me yeah, partial I- to that symbology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go for it. So let me read the rest of it. Do you think the cross is the best symbol for Christianity or crucifix, right? This is now. The cross was used as a symbol after Constantine. He was the one that introduced it as the symbol of Christianity. Mm -hmm. Um, Before that, it was a symbol of the fish. Do you think that having a cross or crucifix instead of a fish puts too much emphasis on the death and or resurrection of Jesus instead of on his life and his teachings? So the way that a, I've always done un- fish on a cross, <laughs> I'm sure that exists. Like a spear. A like, I mean, like, you know, there's the ichthys car thing that has a cross inside the fish. Uh, inside uh, the yeah, fish. I've, yeah. I've, I've seen those. So there, so the way that I always understood it is because Christians, the, the first Christians had to meet in secret. They drew a symbol, the symbol of the fish. Um, it, it, it's like half uh, like or three quarters of an infinity symbol right like it's yeah. it's like that um they would draw that as a marking of a, a meeting place um that's the way that i've always understood that right. i think they also some of them had it tattooed that was the and that was the way time and, yeah. and a fish because many many of them were fishermen before so it was, it was right all related to and to me that fish image right like i will make you fish for people or fishers of men you know in the old language um that's that is for me a symbol of 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 teachings right that was an emphasis on the teachings um so constantine was the one um that introduced the the what's called the chiro symbol Mm -hmm. which is the pox the p with the x in the Mm -hmm. middle and then that eventually became the cross right the just just the plain cross mm-hmm. well um and every like there's actually a lot of there's a lot of different crosses around the world like the jerusalem cross has the cross mm-hmm. with x's on each side I hope, and i hope his brand manager got paid well because that nailed it oh nailed it. <laughs> thank you i'm here all i'm here all day so so let me just ask this what have there have there been other religious symbols that have been meaningful for you um so i when i was in seminary you know became obsessed with the trinity as a doctrine and a concept and this idea of mutual indwelling and perichoresis and so 
uh, on a study seminar to Turkey, I found this uh, little porcelain piece of jewelry that had three interlocking circles. Mm. Um, so it wasn't like I also gravitate towards Celtic symbolism. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what I have. I have a tattoo of a Celtic Trinity knot. But um, but I, I found that in some shop in Turkey. It was not intended to be a Christian symbol. But I connected with that as another way of understanding the divine that I believe in and like one that an understanding that emphasizes relationality and interdependence and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and for a long time, I, that's the only piece of jewelry I wore. Um, and now it's been sitting in a bowl for like three years. So, um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I, I resonate with that. I mean, I don't have anything against the cross and I have to say that Presbyterian USA folks deserve an award for trying to cram as many different symbols Ugh, as humanly possible in one cross logo. Oh uh, look it up sometime. No, it's true. It's ridiculous. There's like um, 37 symbols in our... like a burning bush and a dove and a Bible and a pulpit and oh my gosh. Uh, the, for everybody. Yeah. So the... I, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, um, I have, I don't, I think you have to note the ways that atonement theology has been misused right. over and like right. the way that centering our symbolism on the cross reinforces that. But I don't, you know, in the same way that I don't think it's wrong to never, to, I don't think it's wrong to ever use a masculine pronoun for God. It's more about speaking expansively, const mm -hmm. like constantly evolving in the ways that you're describing God. I think we need more than one symbol as well. Otherwise right. we risk making an idol out of it and then flattening our faith into this one. Specific and thing. I, and that's where I always felt uncomfortable. Um, with like cross jewelry and things like that was to me that that became a not necessarily an idol but yes right like yeah. overly decorated and um the other thing that always bothered me was that it's it's it was maybe constantine's way of reclaiming which i i'm giving him way too much credit i'm sorry mm -hmm. but like the cross <laughs> is maybe our way of reclaiming um a a the thing of capital punishment, right? Like the means of capital punishment. But I, so the first, the first church that I served um, as an intern, you, you had this big balcony that came down and it was one of those 1960s, like triangle roof churches, right? Mm -hmm. um, A-frame. A-frame, yeah. You'd walk in and, and for the first long time, the balcony covered you know, what was up. And as you walked in down the aisle, the, the, what came into view was this 30 foot cross, you know, that hung in almost not quite the center, but like right at the end of the chancel, at the beginning of the pews. And every Sunday I would walk down there and I would look up and I would be like, and this is the moment that if Jesus were here, he would run away screaming. Yeah. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. like how terrifying, right? Like, Right. And, and so there's pick up your cross and there's, you know, there's all these imageries that Christians have tried to reclaim. And of course the empty cross, um, it, 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 we've made it a symbol of resurrection, but it was really the empty tomb that was the symbol I, of resurrection. I, I was about to say yeah. that, that, you know, not just because we are approaching Easter, but if it wasn't for the resurrection, it had just been another death. It had just That's been right. another execution. It had just been another you know, uh, rabble rousing Jew who right. got nailed up like, you know, tens of and when, thousands. And when I was younger and, and more ornery, I would say, well, are you going to wear an electric chair around your neck or are you going to wear a lethal needle around your neck? But that to me, you know, for a long time was what that meant. And now I have, I have a lot more peace and, and understanding about it. But for me, the symbol that has always been, that I've always been drawn to is the dove with the olive branch in its mm -hmm. mouth. Um, mm -hmm. which oh is, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. Was, so it's, it's actually, that comes from Noah, right? When he sends yeah. out the mm -hmm. dove and it brings back an olive branch um, and that covenant and the rainbow um, more so than oh, the rainbow. Yeah. And the rainbow has been a very, I mean, even as a, as a, you know, heterosexual woman, like the rainbow has been a very powerful symbol for me um, mm -hmm. in terms of covenant and understanding. And of course that dove comes up again at baptism, um, you know, right. baptism when the spirit descends 
like a dove, you know, that's not I literal. Think, I think my issue with the cross is more the assumption that others make yeah. about me wearing it. I have no problem with the cross and this is come in full circle from <laughs> not wanting to have an Well, you spoke for unity and now you can speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, so, you know, so I would not have a problem wearing cross jewelry. The issue is what others assume about mm. me when that happens. And as a person right. to step out to, to really um, then connect with, you know, the interfaith aspect and plurality of religions. Right. I, I mean, a lot of my tattoos on my arm sleeve here are uh, religious spiritual symbols from, from the yin yang to the tree of life to, you know, uh, the, mm -hmm. the, the Shinto circle of, of unknown. I got the wheel of Dharma on here. I got a, I got a mandala. So there's a lot of symbols that really, uh, again, for me represent one that the fullness and limitlessness of God and the divine is not mm -hmm. narrowed down to one, one religion. And it's been interesting because I remember at some point somebody said to me, well, where's, where's the cross or right. do you not relate to Christianity? He said, yes, I do. And when people see a cross, they have a lot of assumptions about what I believe. Mm -hmm. I have no problem having a discussion around that. Right. But to be automatically pushed into a camp or a tribe because you see a symbol on me. I remember when I lived in North Carolina and this only, only in the South did I encounter this when people asked me, what did, what do you do for a living? I'm a minister. Well, God bless you. Exactly. And, yeah. And then I depended on how, how I felt on that day, yeah. like how, you know, cheeky or how, you know, wanted to, to, to be controversial. I would say like, Oh yes, she does every day. Mm -hmm. you know? And they'd, You know, they'd get the strange look on their face or, does it, the you know you're a minister so you know glad glad you're a christian or whatever and i would say well you know let's just be clear the god i believe in the god that you believe in maybe not the same you know mm. sort sort of deal so See, i just say thank you <laughs> well, like i said and there were some days there were some days when people ask me what do you do for a living i say i'm a teacher like i don't i right. don't want to go there because right. i say a minister pastor whatever you know half the time they're trying to tell you why they haven't been in church lately or they're apologizing to you for not being at church. Oh my gosh. You know, and I tell yeah. them, hey, I'm the pastor and I'm not there every Sunday either. So you're okay. You're good. <laughs> when we when we went to Greece, right, we traveled with this group of people and it was not a religious, it was just a regular trip. And um it actually took a while because nobody wanted to talk about work, right? That it right. took a long time for somebody to ask us, like, well, what do you do? And I was like, Oh, I'm in the CIA. And they were like, like, they just looked at me and I was like, if I were actually in the CIA, I would totally tell people I was in the CIA because people are like, nobody believes yeah. you. I would, no, you know? Nobody yeah. believes you. Nobody My believes best you. answer to that came from like, he, he's passed away now, uh, this grizzled, like 80 something year old uni minister. And, and it was the same thing. Uh, Jennifer and I had just recently gone on a cruise and we didn't want to tell people right. our job for that very reason. And he said, I don't have a problem with this. When people ask me what I do for a living, I tell them, I'm a fucking minister. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yep, yeah. I'm stealing that one. That's a good one. I just, I'll say one. So one more um, symbol that's become really powerful for me is the symbol of the butterfly and the, the change into resurrection. Mm. That, I mean, so for me, none of these things like replace the cross but they enhance it right like all of that is about excuse me an enhancement um so you should have a tattoo across your back where it starts like on the left shoulder blade a, a caterpillar and then you know we go through so i do have i do have butterflies um i have four sure the whole transformation four butterflies which you cannot see because no. it's white ink Oh, I can on see my oh, white that's very skin. Cool. I kind of see them. Mm -hmm. um, very cool. And so I have, I have, I have, since we've named tattoos, so these aren't necessarily symbols, but one of the symbols, actually, yes, this symbol has been, which is kind of a symbol of a cross, but is the benediction, mm -hmm. is a very powerful symbol for me. What is, what is this? The benediction, like where that's you raise your hand. Symbolize the cross? Dang it. I know. That's what that. That's that's what that. I thought. No, it it's a blessing. No, it's it's from the end of Luke where he mm. raises his hands and blesses them. 
Uh, no, it's not. It's not this. It's it's up. Okay. It's up. Gotcha. Um, it's not Heil Hitler either. It's yeah. It's a delicate one. balance. <laughs> it's a delicate balance uh, between the two. Um, I I think that when you see like there are there are crosses made with the benediction type, you know, Jesus on it. But um, so I have I have in white ink. I'm sorry, I'm all confused. So there's a cross, but Jesus is on it doing this. <laughs> no, there are like you know how people take crosses and paint certain uh -huh. you know whatever um the blessing has been there's like a blessing cross with jesus on it um so it's with more a, of a y with a head mm, uh, more of a y. yeah but is some he, people is he like smiling on the cross like I mean, he's blessing he's not on the cross it's a cross shape oh gotcha it's okay. a cross shape with jesus blessing but it's a little bit more of a y with a top <laughs> um Back to idolatry. Let's just get rid of all the symbols. <laughs> well, so there's, but that's part of what Protestantism tried that. to do. <laughs> so, but anyway, I have grace on my on my right hand and love on my left hand. And so I gotta ask, why 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 white? Say that fast, five times. Why white tattoos? Um, you, did you not want? So let's to pop, or you just? No, I didn't. They're for me. They're for me. So gotcha. I've got my babies that'll fly that fly fly away that that do their own Aww. thing and i've got um and i've got the i always joke that someday i'll have communion tattooed on my forehead because <laughs> the grace of our lord jesus christ and love of god the communion it's either that or my neck right you know people have those like i actually really like collarbone tattoos collarbone tattoos i'll just have communion Sexy. I, don't, um, I don't got that kind but, of but i think that's a going back to our sixth conversation i think that's a little too much uh right there so, that's fair <laughs> anyway so friends thank you for um our lively long discussion today but being with us today a big special thanks to our guest leighton williams um thanks for being here leighton thanks for having me always um we'd like to thank the originator of pub theology who came up with our crazy questions brian burkoff and our producer derek weston Connect and spread the word on social media. Listen anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Watch us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram TV using the hashtag PTLive. Sign up at patreon.com slash PTLive for more content and find or create a pub theology in your town. Go to pubtheology.com slash directory. Until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing.